Genesis 18, we, um, we, we kind of looked at most of that chapter, but I don't want to miss anything here because all of it is just, it's just so important. As we looked at Abraham here and his uh, intimate side that he has with God and how he, uh, how, how he has such a desire to be with Jesus. And when he sees Jesus, how he wants to be with him and wants Jesus to be with him and don't even want him to leave. Just stay here. Stay here, Jesus. Don't go anywhere. And so they have a great meal of fellowship. And I do. I kid about it sometimes, but I do think that we'll eat in heaven. I think that um, I don't think we'd love it as much down here if we're not going to do a little of it up there. Uh, I, I thank God meant for us to uh, be healthy eat, well, eaters. Uh, he meant for us to be. And so... I think that will happen. And can you imagine just sitting around the marriage table at the, uh, right, right there in, in, the, in the Bible and we sit there around the marriage table and Jesus is leading us there. Uh, he said in the Lord's prayer, I mean in the Lord's communion because he had done it before he left here and he'd do it again. And you remember? And, and don't you think it's going to be a marvelous thing? And uh, just to be in his presence. Well, he knew that. And even though he knew that was, those days was a long way off, he sure wanted Jesus to stay. Now, we, we moved in tonight. We're going to start in verse number 16. You know, Sarah, he, she laughed when God said she was going to have a child. I don't think that's an unusual thing. If God, you was 90 years old and God told you you was going to have a child, you'd laugh too. And if you knew it was coming true, you'd probably cry, right? You know, but um, truth of the matter is that, uh, you know, nothing's impossible with God. And so he takes something that is impossible and makes it possible. And the book of Romans says, we, if God says it, we ought to believe it before it's ever done. That ain't, I'm not a charismatic. I'm not a tongue talker. I'm, I don't believe, I don't believe in all this, you know, grab it, blab it, you know, snatch it, latch it. I don't believe that stuff, you know. I believe, though, that God will answer our prayers before we ask him because the scripture says so. And so uh, he can know where we're going with our prayers. And that, that's what intimacy comes from. If you're backslidden, you can't have that. You don't have that. You're not in touch with God. You're not in tune with God. You don't know what God's up to, and you don't even know what you're up to. You know, with me? So she laughed, and then she tried to lie out of it. Well, I would never believe that, would you? She tried to lie out of it, and God said, you did laugh. I heard you. I heard you. How did he hear me? I didn't even say it. I said it in here. I didn't say it up here. But God can hear our heart. God can hear our mind. God can hear our thoughts. Now, I said, I can know things are not right and have over the years. When things is not right, I know. I may not know what to do about it right then. I may not know whether there's anything can be done about it right then. Um, it may be different things and different needs, but you just seem... If you're walking with God, you seem to see those things. You seem to know those things. You're not shocked by those things because God kind of gives you some insight when you have some intimacy with him. 
Write that down. That's, that, I just thought, that just come to my mind. Write that down, all right? God will give you insight when you are intimate with him. Okay? Now, let's look at the second thing. First of all, he talked about Sarah. She lied. God straightened her out. But then he talked about Sodom. Now, God started to leave. If you read, if you read the text in, in chapter number 18, verse number 16, all the way through the end of the book, notice what the Bible says. And the men rose up in verse 16 from thence and looked forward towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nations, at nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. In other words, just before Jesus leaves, remember now, Abraham don't want him to go anywhere. He's enjoying this. He's loving this. But Jesus said, Wait a minute. One more thing. Come here, Abraham. I'm going to talk to you by yourself. And he called him aside. And he says, there's one more little subject we need to talk about before I make my way back to heaven. So why would God do that? Because that's what friends of God do. Write John chapter 15, verse 15 down, and you'll find that when Jesus wanted to share something intimately, you know who he shared it with? His 12. His 12. And that's what friends do. They share those things that they won't share with other people. And so uh, if you're not in touch with God, then you don't get to know what God is about to say. So Abraham's had a wonderful experience with God that day, and Abraham had displayed that he was not like Lot because in chapter 18, look at verse number 19, what it says. For I know him. In other words, he knows Abraham. Now, just a chapter or two before, now, now that, grant you, that was about 13 years before, but 13 years before, him and Sarah was having a big old fight. Not just a fight, but there was problems in the camp. And then when Hagar come back, we got more problems in the camp. And, and, the, and the, when the boy become a teenager, we got more problems in the camp. And so here, though, something's changed in their life. That's why I say in 1 Peter 3, when God uses that passage to describe uh, the, the marriage and the man and the woman's relationship, something had to happen in those 13 years that brought those two together because they'd been separated because of immorality. Now, it was knowledgeable immorality, but it was immorality just the same. Just, just because that, you say, well, I'm single, you know. Immorality is not for me. Oh, yes, it is. You say, well, you know, I mean, I don't have any children. I don't have any husbands. I don't worry about it. You better worry about it because God says it's a sin. Sin has consequences. Your consequences may not be what you like when it comes to children or when it comes to marriage or when it comes to life. You got all that stuff racing through your head and your mind. And so make sure that you stay intimate with God so you can understand what God's saying to you, okay? So he displayed 
that he was not like Lot in Genesis 18, 19, because God said about him now, even though 13 years ago he wasn't very spiritual at all, I know him that he will command his children. Now get this. 13 years ago, couldn't command himself. And look, he'll command his children and his house so after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. God said there has been such a transformation in Abraham. I have done such a work in Abraham, but I so much believe in him that he is my friend. We are close. We are intimate. I so much believe in him that I know his family will do right. He said, well, nobody knows how you, what, you, what your family is going to do. Yes, you can know what your family is going to do as long as they're under your tent. You say, well, they don't like to come to church. Big stinking deal. They don't like to go to the dentist and you take them. They don't like to go to the doctor and you take them. Gracious, we don't like to go watch them play football when it don't even look like football. It just looks like a bunch of ants rolling the ball around out there. And we have to suffer through it. So it's not going to kill them. He kept his family together. Why? Who's the head of the family? Who's the head of the household here? Abraham is. Not Sarah. Not somebody else. Not Hagar. Abraham steps up, said, I have messed up. But I'm fixing to straighten up, and I'm going to live the way God wants me to live. And so uh, something in there, we don't have that recorded, but something may say great change, or maybe we do have it recorded in a different location. We'll look at that as we go further on. But he displays that he was totally different from Lot because, first of all, he circumcised Ishmael, and his household. So that meant that there was respect and there was submission in his household. He deserved it. Can I tell you, if your kids don't respect you, they won't respect anybody else? I don't know what I'm going to do with them. They just they don't respect their teacher. They don't respect the police. They don't, they don't respect, no, I don't want to do with them. I tell you what, beat them half to death. That'll help. It may not totally fix it, but beat them about half to death. I don't know what half to death means. What is half to death? But anyway, it looks like you put another half with it, they'll be all dead, right? So you just got to put it on them. You say, well, I think they're too big to whip. How, how big do they have to be? If they eat your cornbread, they're not too old to whip. Now, if they can make their own way and pay their own way, but then that, they want to go live like a harlot, or they want to go, they want to go live like some stud muffin somewhere, they can do it. But the truth of the matter is, God wants us to live godly lives, whether we're married or whether we're single, so that He can say He'll lead His house. You see, most everybody's going to have a household that they got to lead. And not only that, he says it's going to continue because it's going to be taught among his children that every time a son has children, 
he's to be the head of the house. And when he has children, he's to be the head of the house. And when he has children, he's to be the head of the house. And not just because that's a role, even though that role is important. The role of the head does not mean that you are superior. It's a role. R-O-L-E, not R-O-L-L. Y'all thinking about Cracker Girl? Get that out of your head, all right? R-O-L-E. It's the role of the woman. And there's the role of the man. And so that's, that's Bruce Jenner's problem. He can't figure out which way he wants to go. He don't know what his role is. I think you ought to roll him out, out, out somewhere away from us. We don't really need that mess. But the the truth of the matter is, is you have a role. If you're a man, your role is to be the head of your home. You say, well, what if they resist? They will resist. There's no doubt about it. There's going to be resistance. I don't mean you quit. I don't mean you say, well, I can't do anything with them. You see, if they respect you in the home, you may cut up and carry on and have a great time, have fun. Truth of the matter is, when it comes down to making decisions and when it comes down to uh, doing things that's serious and when it comes time to serve God, your kids will follow you if they respect you. Now, you can't save them, but you can lead them all the way to Jesus. You can lead them all the way to Jesus. So God revealed his plans to Abraham about Sodom. Now, get this. He revealed his plans about Sodom to Lot. Is that right? Huh? Is that right? Huh? No. He revealed his plans about Sodom to Abraham. Lot wasn't spiritual enough for God to even get a message to him. He was so carnal, so pagan. He was saved. He didn't look anything like it, but he was saved. The truth of the matter is, when he wanted to speak about something about Sodom, he spoke to Abraham. I thought that was interesting. He he knew that if there's anybody going to worship a holy God and going to lead anybody to worship a holy God, it'd be Abraham. It would not be Lot. So God revealed his plans there, and people were crying out, God help us, God help us, God help us. They're, they're, they're killing us, God, God help us. You see, start in verse 22 and read it down, and their, their, their idea is, I, 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 God, we just need you. Things are mess down here. They're selling drugs on the street corner. Our kids are hooked. They're all messed up. Their teeth's falling out because they're all mess, and, 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 and nobody will work anymore. We can't get anybody to even work in our little stores, and, and, and we can't anybody to go out and work in the fields. And listen, things are a mess down here. We've got homosexuals beating down our doors and lesbians uh, uh, collecting us and, and raping us and we got all kinds of things going on. We want you, God. But they didn't. They wanted God to change things, not them. God help us, but don't change me. God fix us, but don't fix me. God, make this world right, but don't make me right. 
I didn't mean to preach this hard tonight. But the truth of the matter is, America ought to have enough sense to see that if something's not done, we're going to lose everything that we've bled and died for, everything we fought and stood for, because that we couldn't even talk to God. And God couldn't talk back. We're so far away from God. Folks, listen to me. When I hear a prayer today saying, God, change America. No, you need to be saying, God, change me. Before you can start praying much about America, you're going to have to start praying a lot about you. You know, if every one of us got right with God, America might be in a lot better shape. Amen? So I know I'm, oh, I got goodness, if my watch is right, I've got another hour and a half. I'm good. When they changed that time, Travis helped me out, you know, and gave me an extra hour. Now, notice, as we look down here, they elected, they elected Lot as the governor. The man who sat in the gate would be the governor. He would be you can find it once you move. Well, let's just look at verse 33 before we leave it so y'all don't get it out of your head. So I can show you he was talking to Lot in an intimate way. Look, and the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. In other words, they had a very special, a very special thing. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. So Lot is the governor of Sodom. Now, how does a man who is a worshiper of one God, Jehovah God, the one to which the seed of Calvary is coming, the one to which would Bless all nations. How in the world does that guy get elected in Sodom as their governor? Same way our people get elected. La, 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 la. What to do? Well, we want to have a little debate tonight, and uh, he was so carnal. He would just go along with the crowd, and he thought if he goes along with the crowd, he'll get elected. So he wouldn't stand up and speak to a homosexual because he would lose his position in the gate. What do you think about homosexuality, Brother Lot? Would you, if you were the governor of our fine little city here, this little Las Vegas out here in the desert, what would you do if, um, if you were the governor about homosexuality? Oh, well, I look at that different. I personally, I personally don't go that way, but I believe everybody ought to be able to do what they want to in private. That's what they say. So they said, oh, that's good. That's a plus for him. 
Now, you look at these kind of things I'm talking about next time you go to the election board and see where your candidate stands on them. It'll make you sick. Well, 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 Mr. You know, by the lot right here in our town now, we have it understood that we have a good trade of drugs coming through here. Opium is coming down out of the east. Oh, and we're selling that stuff and we're getting that stuff and, it's caught, and we're getting a lot of money out of opium. How do you feel about drugs? Oh, I think that's... That's fine, I, as long as they just keep it in their home and they don't hurt anybody. I don't see any problem with that. Well, what about crime? Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't want us to have crime, and they said we don't either, but, but no, but what would you do about crime? Well, I would probably stop and frisk. I said, no, 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 not in Sodom, we don't do it that way. In Sodom, we don't profile people before we, we, we check them out. In Sodom, we couldn't dare do that because that might offend somebody. Even though they're drunker than Cootie Brown, whoever who he was, they don't know where they are, what they're doing. They, they could explode and kill, kill hundreds at any moment, but yet we can't stop them when we can see everything except the gun itself. We can see it sticking out that far from them. Well, you know, I could probably change my position on that. Let's have a committee meeting and we'll see, and I probably think we can work that one out. And down the line, they went. And so he got elected governor because... They knew that whatever come up, he would compromise. Hmm. Are you known as that kind of person? Uh, 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 we got this lottery coming up for the Super Bowl. And we want you in on it. Ah, it's not going to be much. Just $10 a person. But man, look what, look what the purse is going to be. Man, mm, you could do well. You could knock out about 5000 here. Don't you want to be a part of this? Are you the person that says, no, I get my money by the sweat of my brow or by some sweet gift that God sends my way? Go with me. What about babies out of wedlock? And what about killing babies, Mr. Lot? How do you feel about that? Well, I believe every woman should have a right to her own body. Ooh, he's sounding better. Because that's the way people get elected. They'll go to one place and say one thing. Social media is stopping a little bit of that. That's one decent thing that's coming from it, if there is anything. And they'll say something else behind closed doors. And yet they're standing with the party whose party stands on the very things they say they stand against. I'd rather stand and not be a party. Just say, hey, no, here I am. I'm just him. I'm running. I'm going. 
I'm going to bring you up to Trump Tower as soon as I get elected. Put you right on up here. The truth of the matter is, we don't elect people who's qualified. We elect people who is compromised. And you know what? Church is the same way. What do you believe about, uh, if you were to interview most pastors right now and say, what do you believe about church discipline? You know what they tell you? Well, we don't do that anymore. Oh, I guess the Bible changed. Just right over and just flipped overnight. And pages just erased. We don't do that anymore. And when you do do it, people go crazy. They go hyper nuts over the fact that you did what God told you to do. What you couldn't sleep with yourself if you didn't do. And this world don't have a clue why. You can't explain it to them because they're so un- they're carnal, they'll never understand it. So today the things that we believe as Christians don't get too upset when, when this world don't have a clue what's going on. You know, have you ever noticed now that it seems like all these people are coming out and saying, you know, Bill Cosby raped me and now Spacek and, 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 and all, just all these people are coming out with all these sexual charges, even locally. And have you ever noticed that they wait until their career has already topped out to do that? Is that not strange to you? I asked y'all a question. Is that not strange to you that they wait till their career is topped out? You know why? Because they compromised to get where they were. And so they wait 40 years and come out. Got old flabby skin hanging all over them everywhere. No, their nose done flattened out. Their ear lobe about that about that further light down here. They're walking like this. They try to put on high heels and they're wobbling all over the place. The reason they got where they did is because they compromised. So tonight, I just want to look at this last thing, and we'll be through the intercessory com- compassion. Look at Abraham was such a prayer in verse number 23. Abraham took Ishmael, his son, all that were in his house and bought with money. Well, I'm wrong on one, verse 23, sorry. And, the, and Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? You said, I ain't a prayer. Yes, it is. Who's he talking to? God. So he's back talking with God again. Do you see, uh, am I making any sense that there is a communion going on here between people who love God and people who don't love God? People who know God and don't know God. There is a communion. There's an attachment. And so when you want to talk to God, it's not that you've got to run around 30 minutes and get somebody's permission. You just go to God. Because you've been walking with him all day. You can talk to him. So he turns and, 
and he, he starts to talk, you know, to him, and he says, um, well, you know, uh, Lord, uh, I, just can't we do something about this crowd? And, you know, they, they started at 50, and I, I kind of skipped that part because you are so familiar with that. They started at 50, and they went all the way down to 10. Well, what about 50? Well, and the Lord said, okay, I'll spare that city for 50 people. He said, well, Abraham got to thinking, you know, there might not be 50 last time I was down there. Uh, Lord, what about 40? Uh, you know, last time I was down there, there might not be 40. Uh, uh, and he moves down the line until he gets to 10. And in his heart, I believe this is what I'm thinking. He thinks for sure he'll have 10. Because it's that many in his family. Surely his family. Surely his family is going to get saved. He said, how do you know? Well, we don't know exactly, but we know pretty close. We had Lot, Miss Lot. The two daughters of Lot that had not been married, and they had other daughters, plural, that was married. So it's pretty close. It's getting closer to 10, isn't it? He could have had no telling how many kids. And he, so he left it at 10 thinking, you know, we'll, 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 be, we'll be okay. And he prayed, he prayed, the, uh, the godly, he was praying now for the ungodly. So I want to ask you tonight, and I'm quitting. What can we do? Most of us just sit around and say, it's going to be all right. Y'all not get so upset about it. Don't get, just, just, just don't worry about it. Listen, Abraham got upset about it. There's 10. God's fixing to destroy this whole city. He's going to burn it to a crisp. There's going to be nothing left. And God, I want to see these, some of these people come out of there and go to heaven, not hell. But you know, we usually go home, so don't get, so, don't get all uptight about it. You can't do anything anyway. That's not true. I can do something. Right, if, you, if you're not on the screen, uh, we, uh, we don't have screens tonight. The screen's messed up. Okay, I want you to write these four scriptures down, and then we're going to leave, okay? Number, here's what we can do. Number, warn this world. Amen. Write these scriptures down. Jude, verse number 7. Isaiah, chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 14, and 2 Peter chapter 2, verse number 6. You see, we can be an example to this old lost world like Abraham was. We don't have to be a compromiser, and we are to warn this world. I know folks don't want to hear that kind of preaching anymore. In fact, they say that nobody will come hear it. That's getting to be closer to the truth than I've ever seen it. But the truth of the matter is, God left us here right now. The rapture would have already taken place if he had wanted Glenn Denton to warn this world. If he had wanted Mr. Brother Page to warn this world. If he had wanted Jaybird to warn this world. If he had wanted Alvin to warn this world. That's why. 
That's why he left us here, right? Number two, Abraham rescued them once, but they went right back to it with no fear of sin. They had a close call. They took them all the way up north. Now, I've been there. I've been uh, up there to that place. It's 100 miles at least from where they were at, uh, up to this place, all the way north. And Abraham gets out just a little handful of soldiers, three other them, because never been trained at all. And he took them up there and by faith in God, captured the city, brought them out, let them all back home. And when he brought Sodom's bunch back, they tried to give him, you know, all kind of gifts. He refused to take them. But here, here's, what it, here's what we have to do. We've got to be like Jesus. Standing up for men before God. Loving the soul of the doomed man. Somebody's got to stand up for the lost man between us and God. That ought to be us that we care enough to stand between a man that's about to burn and one who could be delivered and saved. Amen? Now, I'm going to talk to you next week about how if just, if we just had a few, imagine what we could do.